You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. This is Mitch Dyer. Hi. This is Justin Davis. Hello. That's Brian Altano. Yo. I've been in Tokyo for two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, Mitch was there for a good part of the time with yeah. me. We, were in, we went for the Tokyo Game Show. I've heard of that. It's the biggest uh, video game convention in, uh, not probably not in Asia anymore. There's that show in Korea now that Clements is going to. G-Star? Yeah, yeah. that's probably the biggest one now in yep. Asia. But Tokyo Game Show has been going on for a long time. It takes place in Makuhari, actually not in Tokyo. Not in Tokyo. <laughs> um, this is your first time going there, yeah. Mitch. Yeah, ever in Japan. What, well, yeah, so first of all, what was, your, what was your impression of the Tokyo Game Show? The Tokyo Game Show was weird, because it was a bunch of stuff that I don't care about. It's a bunch of games that I'm like, I don't know what this is. Professor Layton seems pretty cool with Phoenix Wright, and <laughs> Monster Hunters, I don't know. It's just it's a bunch of games that I'm like completely unfamiliar with. I'm not a huge JRPG fan, there's a lot of those. So I was like totally out of my element, but it was really cool just to see like this whole other world of gaming that I personally just am not a part of. Yeah, so there's obviously a lot of Japanese games that will never be released over here. Yeah, a lot. Um, but plus, that show has changed so much just over the past few years. I wrote an article on, on IGN, I don't know if, you know if you guys saw this, but there were something like three times as many yes. iOS games yeah. as any console game. Yeah, that was uh, a really telling article. I was sitting here yeah. going like, oh man, maybe there is like a limit to all the fun we're having here. <laughs> right? <laughs> there were two Wii U games and 30 PSP games. Right. 30 PSP games! Yeah, yeah. PSP is eight years old. It's going strong over there. We, you know, when we would travel around Tokyo, I'd see people playing the old school PSP yeah. uh, more than I saw the Vita. Or, we the, saw, or the 3DS too, yeah. right? Yeah. I saw exactly I saw kids, one Vita. I saw kids playing the 3DS. 
That was it, though. What? So what phones are they using over there? Are they using iPhone. Are they <laughs> yeah. a lot so of the iPhone using five, iPhones? iPhone five was released while we were there. Uh, we went by an Apple store that day. There was a line, you know, stretching down the street uh, See, for the iPhone. And pretty much every young person I saw out and about in Tokyo had an iPhone. That's interesting because that's different than how it used to be. It took the iPhone was behind in Asia for a yeah. long time. Yeah. They didn't oh, want to yeah. get on board, and they still had their uh, you know Japanese feature phones. Mm -hmm. and so when the iPhone was released here, smartphones had been a thing in in Japan for years. For a long time, yeah. For a long, long time, they've been playing games on their phones for a long time. Yep. And now Japan has adopted the iPhone as their smartphone of choice. Hmm. It was great too because Damon and I arrived and we made a game. We're like, oh, I wonder what phones they use in this wacky foreign country. <laughs> Let's count how many iPhones. Uh, they're everywhere. <laughs> we, yeah. did, we just lost the game because it's yep. iPhones everywhere. It's like San Francisco. Right. Yeah, I mean, part of the thing with mobile phones in Japan and mobile gaming in general is that obviously some people drive, but most people commute by train. Mm -hmm. yep. And this is common to us in San Francisco. We all, I think all four of us, yep. take the train into work. Or maybe you scoot into work I sometimes. Ride my, I ride my scooter. Um, but like in most of the United States, people don't commute by train. It's not yeah. that common. People well, that's a, it's not even an option. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's something, that's sort of the cultural disconnect that a lot of people have between you know North America and Japan. Like mobile gaming is huge in Japan, and yeah. handheld gaming is huge in Japan. Because everyone Look at had, Gris. I yeah, mean, massive. Yeah, and every Gris had the biggest booth at TGS. It was absurd. Yeah, bigger than Sony's booth yeah. by like a few meters. They had a huge booth at E3. Too. And most people don't even know what that company is. You should, you yeah, should watch our video. Yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, people have a lot more downtime in Japan to do mobile gaming, and uh, you know, people's apartments are very small, so that's yeah. why you know sometimes console gaming or things like Kinect or uh, even the Wii to a certain extent aren't quite as successful. Two Wii games at the show. A, con a new console that's being released in. Two months, there were two games at the show. The week, so is that, is that, is that Nintendo's fault? Because I know they historically kind of pull away. Nintendo from, wasn't even at yeah, the show. Right. They, they don't even get it. They used to do Space World. But still, like this is <laughs> this is no third parties are making Wii games. Sure, and I mean if there were two looking? games, I don't think it's like a Nintendo restricting access or anything. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, these guys can bring their uh, Dragon Quest, but you can't bring Assassin's Creed. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there's never ever no Nintendo console has ever had like overwhelming third-party support ever. Like everyone buys Nintendo consoles for Nintendo games. Sure, sure. Um, and there are exceptions. Like there are lots and lots of great DS games I bought from third parties. But generally speaking, you know, Nintendo boxes are for their own software. Sure. And you know, if they have really good third-party games, that's always been kind of a bonus. I'd say that's what the majority of people buy them for too. Yeah. Well, we go in there knowing, and every time they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be so much third-party support." We're like, "That's that's a lie." But yeah. thanks. You know, we'll play Mario and Zelda, and then you'll leave us alone for five years, like you always do. <laughs> that's true. I mean, a lot of people complain, like, "Oh, my Wii's collecting dust. I haven't played it in months or even years." But like, I loved Mario Galaxy One and Two. I love yeah. Zelda. You know, I love Wii Sports, and all that stuff was. I don't know if that's worth the two hundred or two hundred and fifty bucks a console. Was, my my Wii has been an act razor machine for <laughs> five years. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, no. <laughs> it's definitely worth the two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, totally. To play act razor <laughs> in two thousand and twelve. Uh, there was a Nintendo ad running on the trains. Uh, Constantly, but it was for uh, the new the art Acad art academy. Yeah, yeah. it's for the new one for 3ds. Melon, kakuzi. Mazu wa shikari to katachi o torae mashou. Tene ni kakuzi. Kihon no iro wa betatto nurimasu. Wild ni nuruzi. Tsuya wa karuku tataku youni. Koko ga umai ndozu. Melon no kansei desu. Dekitozu. Ah, koku kan ga aruzu. E wo umaku kaku ni wa kotsu ga arimasu. Nintendo 3DS <laughs> It was so weird too. Like they just cast this guy who like is this macho burly like, he's almost like a, like a construction dude. worker or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but he's like, I'm gonna draw a cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs>
I kind of like that they took my entire four years of art school experience in yeah. New York and put it on a little cart for thirty dollars. Yes, <laughs> it's probably you'll probably learn more than you than than I did. So, yeah, you should so do that with other people's college degrees. Yeah. So the impression I got was that Japan is still playing a lot of games, but they're just not playing very many console games. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just like I know, I, moving about the city, we weren't seeing any advertisements for new games coming out, like for PlayStation Three. Certainly not for Xbox. Nobody, yeah. you know, that's the only th- Xbox thing I saw was we went into a like a big department store of some kind, and there was this massive Xbox kiosk, and there were two Xboxes, and it was running an Xbox ad. And it was like Halo Four coming soon, and dead center. On the on the kiosk in the middle, at the like the bottom middle was PlayStation Three, two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really okay. All right, I get it. It's yeah. a tough sell. There, the Tokyo Game Show goes over four days, and the first two days are only open to like business people. And it was like it wasn't very crowded in there. It was uh, nice. It, well, there, I didn't feel a lot of energy on the show floor because there wasn't a lot of like new hot stuff. But then for the public days, uh, they broke a, a, an attendance record. So people are still going to that show and playing all these mobile games, I uh-huh. guess. They're like, oh, I got to play the new puzzle game from Bree. <laughs> Konami had that game Dragon Collector. Yeah. It's a game called Dragon Collector, or I maybe Dragon that. Collection. I saw that here in San Francisco. And so that was huge there, and they just announced they're bringing it over here. Yep. So I don't know. We'll see what, that, what kind of game that is. They have a, Konami also has they have a big social gaming, Facebook gaming division. They have mm-hmm. a Major League Baseball game on Facebook now. Do they have a Star Wars one coming too? I saw an ad, like, as I walked into the convention center, I looked at Konami, and there was, like, a Star Wars collection sign. And I was like, oh, what is this? And it vanished by the time I got over there, and there was nothing else there. You imagined, I almost you wonder if I hallucinated. It. Yeah. it was a mirage. <laughs> I saw no, your video saying. for the 3DS XL Circle Pad Pro. Yeah, which it's so big. Because like, So the 3DS XL is big, yeah. right? And then you add that on there, like, it's huge. It's a yacht. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a, yacht. It's your, you might as well bring, like, a, to- a toy boat on yeah, a train. Yeah, if your plane crashes, you can use that as a flotation yeah. device. It's ridiculous. And I think only like three or four games support the thing anyway, so. Yeah. Did you see all the comments on that video? No, were they mad at you? No, they were just, every, it was just about the girl. Every comment was just about the girl <laughs> oh, I was holding. Was it sp- one of those things where it was like strapped to a lady? Yeah, uh, it was, that was yeah. the worst. Uh, they did that at E3 one year. Yeah. yeah. Nintendo did. Yeah, that's, that's really something. gross. So that was Tokyo Game Show. Yep. Um, it's a very interesting show to cover these days. Um, you, yeah. Good time. Do you think people in Japan, like our own Caleb Lawson at IGN, mm-hmm. is notorious for loving Japanese games, Japanese action games? Mm-hmm. He loved, uh, you know, a lot of the games that uh, Vanquish, are, yeah, loved Dragon Platinum Song, games, so like Max Anarchy. Yeah. So, are people that like first-person shooters in Japan, like if you're super pumped about uh, Halo, no, 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 no. Or like, so there was the Medal of Honor booth, and it was just vacant the entire time. There was not a soul. Interesting to note, Sega publishes Electronic Arts games in Japan, so yeah. Medal of Honor, Need for Speed. Uh, all that stuff is, was being published by Sega. I thought that was really? interesting. Yeah, that's really weird. But there was That's a lot why they thrived there, I guess. I yeah, did see, I had no idea. I know, I know. I did see kind of a push for Black Ops 2. Like, I, I think there's a small group of people who actually play that game that's in Japan. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm not saying... Um, I know they're not very popular, right. but if you are an FPS fan in Japan, are people going to give you a hard time? Like, uh, like Vanquish is not that great of a game, I, in my opinion. But a lot of, I know a lot of people disagree with you. I have well, I mean, not, not played like, it, it Depending on what your taste is, some people love it. It's taking all my energy not to be... Really sad at you right now. You like Vanquish? <laughs> Are you one of those guys? Not okay. not as extreme in it as Caleb, but I really like Vanquish. Enough about this games bullshit. Yeah. Tell me about the fun, cool, crazy yeah, okay. night, nighttime <laughs> yeah. activities. So that you we also in. did a lot. That's of what that. I really care about. We also did uh, a lot of that too. So there's it's this thing in Tokyo where uh, there's these certain districts 
with really small bars, uh, like packed into these tight little alleyways. It's like uh, this, the bar is as big as this sitting area. And they <laughs> wow. seat like four or five people. There's just like a bar in front of us, like this table, and yeah. then like the bartender. And then there'll be rows and rows of these bars, and you can just wander in there. And it almost seems like these are people's homes, where they're, they they turn their front room into a bar and they're making some money. Well, off of one that. of them absolutely was. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah so like we, you can see their beds and no, shit no, no. in the so back. No, no, no. So we we go to this place. We're just wandering <laughs> around trying to find a great place. And Craig Baradon, one of the video producers here at IGN, goes up, up sit, upstairs, like, I think this is a bar. And he goes up and he asks, hey, can we get drinks and food here? And they're like, yeah, come on in. So he comes back down and gets us. And we go upstairs and we sit down at the bar and we realize, like, this lady just got back from buying groceries. It's just, like, groceries all over her, uh, like, her bar. We look in the back and there's, like, a table and, like, maybe a bed. And it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> The bar was just stacked with like with all these different bowls of food that she was preparing. Lettuce, the food, and she she was like, "Yeah, sure," but I think it was a little early for her. Like she was getting ready to open up. She was like, "Sure, sit here," and then she gave us beers, and then she just started like handing us food, and it was like this chicken stuff. Yeah, it was like ice and cold I, chicken. And yeah. I was so afraid of it. <laughs> so it's really weird and awkward. And then the night before that, or sometime earlier that week, we had a really awkward experience in one of those bars because I figure like there's these tiny little bars. There's just room for the bartender, and then maybe four. Five people max, yeah. so it could go either way, right? It could be either awkward or they could. You could have this really amazing, sure. friend, friendly experience. The first one we had was really <laughs> awful. Awkward. Yeah, like she was not thrilled that these guys Jean were like in her bar at all. She was like, she gave us our beer and then she was just like, yeah, there were, there were conversations <laughs> about movies because she had like movie posters all over the bar and. We were trying to talk yeah. to her about that, and she was just not having it at all. So there, we were just like sitting there. It was like this, like four of us in her bar, just like. <laughs> It was terrible. And Zipkin, uh, the producer of this show, was like, he knows a lot of Japanese. He was trying to make small talk yeah. with her, and she would like answer a question and then. Oh, that's like yes, no answer. We did find out her brief. favorite movies were uh, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, and Three Men and a Little Baby. Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then we found out Mitch has never seen Three Men and a Little Baby. Or heard of. Never heard of I've it. Never heard of it. Didn't know who Steve Gutenberg was. Wow. <laughs> you young little whippersnapper. That's like, I mean. So that's not his. That's not his finding, finest film moment. I don't think that's what, Police Academy or Short Circuit. Police Academy. Okay, hands down. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Know. Sure. Also, anyway, <laughs> those but are then, really those are really white movies, by the way. For Fargo, like, it, aren't you losing something in the translation if you're watching Fargo in like <laughs> Japanese? With the are they doing a weird Japanese version of that accent? <laughs> yeah, a Japanese version of the Minnesota accent. I would love to see that. <laughs> we need That's, to find Fargo and watch it in Japanese. We do need to watch it translated, for sure. Um, but then we had a really great experience at one of those small bars. In Shinjuku, there's a whole district of them called Golden Guy. Uh, Guy is G-A-I. And then uh, we just wandered into one randomly, and the bar—it was, you know, tiny bar. The bartender looked like Johnny Depp. He looked a lot like Johnny Depp. He was Depp. the Asian Johnny Depp. Are you, are you uh, sure it wasn't Johnny Depp? No, we can't he, be sure. It could we can be. never be sure. He He's a man of a thousand faces, Justin. That's he was true. Researching a role, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> but he was like very nice and quiet, and he didn't know a lot of English, but he was like. He was, he was very he was trying uh, to hospitable. He was very hospitable. Yeah, I mean, he, he was like, like trading music with you, and you guys were like trying yeah. to trying to figure out music and he like was communicating cool via music phone. And, yeah, we were talking. I was asking him about Japanese beers, and then he serves us, us these little bowls of some sort of food. We didn't know what it was, so he like pulled up a translation uh, app on his iPhone and was show, trying to show. Here's us the ingredients was, in yeah. the in the thing you're eating. Was there a lot of that? Of just like dig in, yeah, find yeah. out later what it yeah. is. Oh yeah, <laughs> that happens. That's really scary. Yeah. I like Japanese food. So. I would not I eat. Food. I do too, but I mean, we live in San Francisco where everybody's like hyper allergenic to everything and super yeah. specific. I need gluten free, dairy yeah, free. Society, I hope this I chicken was massaged. It would be really hard for you to travel there if you had like, a, yeah. like a, a, a shellfish allergy. Sure, like, sure. You know, 
be in big trouble. You yeah. just really got to turn it off. Like I, there, there was like. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not, not how allergy. Allergy. Not allergy. Your aversion to certain foods. Like oh. we got like <laughs> tongue and stomach, and it was like, well, okay, I guess this is happening in my life now. Yeah, we yeah. Have the you just eat that. Yakiniki place, stuff, so which tongue, I could never eat here. Tongue was pretty good. Tongue was great. Yeah, tongue's good. And then, and then Caleb ordered the cow's third stomach. I couldn't do it. What? We're, we're grilling our own cow's third stomach at this restaurant. I sure. didn't try that. I, one. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Better than the first and second. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> does the stomach get better as they go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This you is like the top shelf stomach. <laughs> Maybe they get worse. So it's like, well, let's not go crazy. Let's just get the third stomach. And by the time tonight. it's in the third stomach, you're, the food has been digested three times. I don't know if that's better or worse. Oh, that's true. Stomach three. Isn't it closer to poop then? Anyway, we're in the Johnny Depp bar, and then the worst person, the worst human being ever comes in. I've the never bar. seen anybody manhandle Damon in such a way this Scottish man has. <laughs> this, like, British guy and the Scottish guy come in, and they're wasted. And the Scottish guy was, like, the stereotype of the loud, obnoxious foreigner, like, drunk guy. He was awful. Oh, man. I, I hated like, everything about him. I feel like we, like we, we could have gotten in a fight with him at any moment, but Craig Baradon was there, and he's like a really nice Southern boy. And he was, mm-hmm. so he was like Southern comfort all making, the time. Yeah, he was like making small talk with this guy. But I was like, but the rest of us were like not talking, not looking at him. We were like drinking our beers. We were making it very obvious that we do not want to socialize with this guy. So eventually, they got the hint, and they were like, you know, uh, I, I can't do a Scottish actor right now. <laughs> I bet you can. I bet you can, dude. Um, but then they left anyway. But that was we had a good experience at the small Johnny Depp bar. I enjoyed nice. that thoroughly. <laughs> and after I left, you stayed and went to a cat cafe. Yeah. You stayed Detail in Japan me, for a while. Yeah, we stayed in Japan for another week. Detail uh, me. My girlfriend flew out and met me there, and then we, we had hung out in Tokyo for a week, and we had an amazing time. We had a really good time. We went to cat cafe yeah. twice. What? There, cat cafe is oh, a man. thing in Tokyo. There's multiple ones. We went to one in Shinjuku. It's $10 an hour, uh-huh. and then you go in there, and there's like 50 cats. And you can hang out with them and pet them. Uh, you could have a coffee, have a beer. Okay, you I was going to say, is there drinks that yeah. you can? Okay. Are they just climbing all over you? <laughs> really? So, so you're like, it's like a people jungle gym for cats? This is what I said. Here's the thing. The cats are used to having people come in and gawk at them. They don't really care that you're there at all. But you can buy... Oh, so they're cats. You can buy cat treats. And then the cats <laughs> are very... Then the cats want to be your friend. Yeah. Then the cats, every cat wants to come over to you. So you have to bribe them to... Mm-hmm. See, yeah. the thing that jumped out at me about this is I love, cat. I love cats. Damon and I bond over I love... <laughs> I'm with you. It took you me a second. You got there. <laughs> I got there. Um, I really like cats a lot, but like that's a big number of cats in one place. So 50 is a lot. It's, that's it's f- like, that freaks me out. It's two mm-hmm. floors. It's two floors of spaces that are probably a little bit bigger than this studio. So 50 cats divided between that area. Okay. But pretty much everywhere you look, there are And cats. there's probably at least 150 in the walls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just. And there are people there just hanging out. There is like someone just playing PSP. There's people there just not even interacting with the cats. They're just there. They just enjoy the presence of the cats. I think yeah. so. They had a Wii set up. Some people were playing Wii. They were playing Smash Brothers. This girl was playing Taiko Drum Master on her uh, iPad. I love Taiko Drum Master. And there's and just, just cats sitting on her shoulder yeah. and cats walking across <laughs> the iPads and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. It was, was pretty it? good. And there were like unique or strange types of cats there, like dwarf cats that oh. were just around. Yeah, they're really cute. 
Cats I've never seen before. I wonder where they source <laughs> the cats from. Do you think they feed That's them? That's what I wonder. Well, well, people feed them all day. Yeah, the cats, right. the cats are very poop? well fed, I think. <laughs> where, where, do they hide all the, the cat poop? Well, there's like litter boxes sort of stashed okay. away, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, it hasn't like gone to the cats, no. is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think the cats are very well taken care of. I think these cats have the life. Because people come say, in there and feed them treats and pet them every day. I was yeah. just going to say, it sounds like those cats are living the life. Like if you, yeah. like if a cat pictures cat heaven, like yeah. get, they get, end up in one of these cat cafes. Yeah, but I don't know if they're like strays they find or they rescue cats. I don't know where, how they source the cats. I mean, I'm sure if, if neighborhood alley cats knew about this place, they'd be walking in off the street all the time. Yeah. We're like, I'm we got to sure. go in there. There's free food. They have pet you, you hey, play video the, games, Taiko Drum Master. But there's like a booklet there that has profiles of all the cats. It tells you their name. Their <laughs> yes, sex, bring me this one. Tells you how I'd old like they to, are. I'd like to meet Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They're just around. Mm. <laughs> it was it was it was pretty great. That that sounds kind of, great. It was a very happy place. I feel like something like that would fly around here. Yeah, I don't know. Except people nah. would steal the cats. Yeah, other people would call it cruel to cats or something. Even though yeah. it isn't. It's the opposite of that. I know. Yeah. There are like pet stores there that would not fly. Ooh. In America. Well, that pet store made me sad. Yeah. So Damon and I found this pet store, and we went in because there was this adorable French bulldog and this adorable Shiba Inu. And then it was just full of sadness. It was just the dirtiest, sketchiest place with yeah, the smallest little like... cages, and the owner was kind of being an asshole to this dog that was running around having a good time in the store. It was, it was... We went to, Kim and I went to a pet store in Shinjuku. There was a monkey in there. What? <laughs> yeah. You could just buy a monkey for like... I think it, it worked out to like $4,000 or something. Wow. You can just you walk just, in there and just walk out with a monkey. And just walk, get on the train with him? And yes. <laughs> Why didn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. I I, you could have expensed that. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expensed this monkey. Yeah. Oh, the by office. the way, Mitch, talk about your expense report. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is amazing. So, did my expense report for Japan. Put in all my, my cabs and my meals and all my travel and all was well. <laughs> Hit that submit button, and my boss goes, I think there's something wrong with your ex- expense report. <laughs> it's $11 billion. Yes. <laughs> Turns out I. Hey, uh, Tokyo's an expensive country. <laughs> right. I, I, didn't, I do not know what exchange rates are. That's a lot of monkeys. I put it in yeah. very wrong. So mm-hmm. it ended up being like, oh, a, a dinner for Mitch and Damon cost $80 million. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Cab ride, $40 million. It was really nice, though. It was really good ramen. Yeah, 80 million. The best. best ramen you'll ever have. 80 yeah. million bucks. It's completely plausible. You don't know what's going on over there. Nah. They could be charging you any amount of money. I think if you ate a bowl of gold, you would still not <laughs> get to a fraction of that. <laughs> <laughs> you could shred it. Have shred gold, gold. Gold, gold noodles. Golden caviar. Some platinum milk. And then, well, so the other interesting thing that we did was we went to the Robot Girl Cafe. Which when we were walking around Shinjuku, you saw the ads for it. I freaked out. Uh, not even in the ad. We walked by the window, and I was like, there it is. Yeah. That's the robot cafe. So girls driving mechs, and the mechs are giant robot girls, right? Yep. So you, you, you've seen this? You see, have you seen the imagery of this? What so, it's, so it's mechs riding mechs? No, Girl, no girls Ladies driving mechs. Actual girls? Yes. yes. Okay, I thought you said robot girls are driving mechs. No, so like, what the, the robot girl is the mech. <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> and then a woman sits on the front it's and like drives It's like the end of around. Alien. Right. Yeah. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Except instead of like a, fr- a loader, it's it's a lady. Also, the girls probably aren't in their underwear. No, the girls are in their underwear. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it really is like the end of yeah. Alien. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so Kim and I went to this thing, and what it is, it's not really an open bar. It's a show that you buy tickets to. Like Medieval Times. Kind of. <laughs> but with kind robots and chicks. Yeah. Kind God of. Damn it, we need that. I know. Yeah. Best country. You buy tickets. They do several shows a night. They last about an hour, and then the robot. They they come out. The girls. Scantily clad Asian, Japanese girls uh, come out and do these song and dance numbers. But then the mech 
part is just one number. It's like maybe 10 minutes of this overall show. So they <laughs> ad, they're heavily advertising the mechs, but it's actually just a small part of the overall well, show. Well, that's why you go, and they save the best for last, Damon. Yeah, it Do is. Do the mechs like, actually work? Like, yes, tell me more. they drive the women around. Yes. They do. What's so a girl it? gets so a like, woman. It's a seat, right? And the this is a giant lady. She has Damon is sitting as yes, a giant woman. She is okay. moving the mech. Really? The mech, I think they just they don't really move their legs. I think they're on wheels, but yeah. they move around. And then the the head can move, and then the oh. mouth. It's really Whoa. creepy. They're like, Holy <laughs> shit! So so it's like Krang. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a button to make the boobs go like this. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's just one button. So mechs are real, first of all. This yeah. is the first thing that's blowing my mind. I yeah. didn't even know that was a you real You thought thing. they were going to go the Gundam route? No, no. No, Sexy that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So mechs are real. Someone invented these, and this is what they use them for. Yes. It's like not the military, not any right. sort of, like, I don't know, like construction. I kind of nope. like the sound of this uh, robotic post-apocalypse over the, like, Terminator <laughs> one. Yeah. Where they're just, you get crushed by big boobies, and you're like, ah, oh, it's not that bad, and your family's dead. It's okay. I can see it. It's not a bad way to if go that's out. the way you got to go. Die doing right. something you love. So the show is 40 bucks. They serve you a bento box dinner, but the bento, the stuff in the bento box, I, I didn't eat it. I was like, Man, I don't know what this. Bento boxes is. are kind of sketchy. Well, Not into it. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, it just no depends on what the, what's in the box. Sure. I didn't. Know I guess what it's, it's sort of it's sort of like when you get lunch at a strip club. Yeah. Right. You know, that's you kind of what it was like. Exactly. Too. Except <laughs> with robots. Uh, yeah. And then they, you can buy beers too, and then they come out and do these song and dance numbers, and they, they had like a, a an MC girl who was like the lead girl, and mm-hmm. she her voice wasn't that good. They really weren't that good at dancers. They were just sort of cute Japanese girls, and then they played drums. They like they did this marching band number, but they were, like, weren't very good at that either. This sounds like the best thing I've ever. I heard. know. I was still like, into it, and Kim was like, she was bored out of her mind. Really? <laughs> Even though she was her idea to go in the first place, I thought it might. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it might be sketchy. Then once we got there, our roles reversed, and I was like, this is amazing. She was like, whatever. This is the dumbest thing we've ever done together. It's, it sounds a little bit like the Cat Circus, where like it's not really that good of a show. But you still but, love it. Right? Yeah. It's still it's still amazing. Yeah. Even though it's not. It sounds really like great. Chuck E. Cheese for adults. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. It lasts about an hour. It's t- I think it's totally worth it. Next time we'll go, we'll go. Okay. Next time we go to Tokyo. All right. That was good. Anyway, those are the adventures that we had in Japan. We God damn it, Japan. I know. It was pretty good. I don't know if you guys know this, but Japan is on the other side of the world. What? Like halfway around the world. <laughs> I thought it was under us. It might as well be <laughs> on another planet. They speak a different language there. They eat different food there. Uh-huh. They look different. They look different from us. Um, racist. So when you're over there, you're, you're just not in touch with uh, the reality of America at sure. all. Mm-hmm. You, you can the, miss anything. The biggest news stories might slip by because of cultural divides. Absolutely. So I just found out yesterday that LMFAO broke up. I know. I know. I apologize for not. Damon and I went for lunch, and you said, Justin, what did I miss while I was gone? And I was, you know, telling him the, what was happening around the office and this and that, and I neglected to mention that LMFAO. The biggest, the biggest the music story? Obvious. Well, the biggest news story, period. So you, you how, how did this make this? you feel? I didn't know. I didn't and know you also this. didn't tell me. I follow Twitter. Well, I knew how hard you'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, in, anytime an uncle and nephew band break up, Damon takes it extremely <laughs> hard. Are there any other uncle and nephew bands? I'm sure there are. Uh, I didn't even know they were an uncle and nephew yes. band. Yeah. The one of them is, like, super old. Really? All the, well, I guess like 40 isn't super. Don't old. they have songs about parties? Yeah. Yeah. Pop to, yeah, Do they have songs about how one of them breaks up the other guy's parties? Yeah, Brian, Brian you're only as old as you think you are. <laughs> that's what I was <laughs> that's saying. What Greg told me that day. You're as old as you think you are. Okay. As that's, the saying goes. That's not true. Age is just math. 
Um, Brian, so you hadn't heard this either. No, no, no. And you were you weren't even in Japan. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was I was right here. This is how out of touch you are. And yeah. rap is the cornerstone of your music career. It is. So it is. Got, you got to be taking this hard too. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, the, uh, I'm devastated. In the pantheon of rappers, mm-hmm. well respected rappers, there's certainly Wu Tang. Yeah. Uh, there's Tupac, and then there's LMFAO. And then there's right? Son and Uncle That's from LMFAO. <laughs> Top five dead or alive, definitely. Son yeah. and Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping this doesn't result in an East Coast West Coast rap beef where they kill each other. What uh, with. Who, who between the With two? The son and the uncle. Are they what? Are they from different coasts? I believe they are. <laughs> That's not it's true. It's not the yeah, son and the uncle. It's the Is nephew and the uncle. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving on to new. I'm the, excited. The nephew about is somebody's son. Everyone is. Their solo projects are going to expand their musical horizons. That'd be cool if they, they like, divide the country though. They went, what if they, they divide the letters so that one of them gets LM and the other one gets? Well, they have to fight over the F though. Like obviously, one gets AO and one gets LM. Okay. Wait, what if there's like a niece that we don't know about and she oh, gets the F? Okay. Ooh. She gets okay. custody? I hear a niece loves getting the F. <laughs> <laughs> I was yes. surprised that I, I had not heard this. <laughs> this news made me legit sad for like an entire day. Uh, no, you were just telling me that 10 to 15% of the time, that song, Party Rockin', Party Rockin' Anthem, is it playing in your head. I was saying if you had a superpower where you could see inside someone's mind and yeah, see yeah. what was going on in there, at least... 10% of the time, it would be Party Rock Anthem in my head. I'm sitting at my desk. If you ever see me bobbing my head, there's a that good like, chance. That feels like some kind of jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you created your own mental prison. Or some disorder. Some, yeah. like, you, I should really get that checked out. Yeah. Now, also before we came in here to record, Justin asked me a question that stumped me. Okay. I did not have the answer do to it. Do you think I do? I think you, I mean, you're the one, you're my go-to guy. Okay. <laughs> so it's about food. <laughs> <laughs> Why is coffee's nickname Joe? Oh, C- Cup of Joe. Get a Cup yeah. of Joe. I believe it's named after Joe the Plumber from last uh, presidential no. election. No? <laughs> no? I don't, think so. no? I don't, think I don't know. That's a good question. I think it started with, like, it's like Java and then well, someone said Joe. I, thought, I wonder if Java might have something to do with it. Java Joe, like Java Johnson, John Java John, Jimmy Joe. Jeans. No. <laughs> are you just saying names Yeah, now? it's just like you say a name and then you say a bunch of times and it changes a lot. No. Jimmy John's. Java, Java, Jimmy Java, Java. Like, Joe, if I called Joe, you Justin enough time, I would just start calling you Joe by the end of the day. Call him JD now. Yeah, everyone should call him JD. Nick Vargas calls me Justice Dolphin. See, there you go. Justice Dolphin. Yeah, yeah. That's that guy doesn't really smoke good. pot. <laughs> it's a tech thing. We, uh, I think, Cup of Joe. Uh, we can look this up afterwards, but I think it has to do with uh, the war when, like, Americans were over in World War II, and Americans like their coffee more, like, watered down. They like it cut with water, but in like Italy and other countries, they have the espresso, like the stronger espresso, and Americans didn't like that. So if they were going to have like an americano, then it's like, oh, a cup of Joe, and a lot of the soldiers mm. were Joe, and I think it became a thing from that. Mm. I could okay. I could have just made that entire thing up. I like that. All right, we'll look it up. Afterwards. Why did they start calling toilets Johns? Well, that's because it was. This is a true story. Yeah, it was. It was John Crapper. That's in the toilet. <laughs> that's uh, a true story. That's why it's the Crapper. That's why it's uh, uh, the John. The old WC. Yeah. Anybody read the books The Great Brain? They had a good one about getting the that toilet. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it was like, when you're a kid. Some smart. Is that like a Scholastic Book Club thing? Yeah, probably. Okay. Craig, I'm still a kid because you're only as old as you think you are. That's, that's true. That's a good thing. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi, listeners. Uh, now, this is, uh, remember, remember. I'm not dead way. yet. <laughs> <laughs> remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Steve did. Now, a couple, more than one Steve. of our listeners, Steve and Kurt Taylor, they're upset about Bayonetta 2 and about it being a Wii U exclusive. Oh, oh yeah. no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember this news. Uh, Steve says, I'm confused about Platinum Games and Nintendo's strategy for Bayonetta 2. The original was for PS3 and 360. The sequel is Wii U only. Doesn't that completely divide the fan base? Well, what it does, right, is it entices you, Steve. Steve I, kind of, I don't know if I'm talking to Steve or Kurt. Entices you, Steve, to go buy the Wii U. 
You know, that's yeah, why you snatch up exclusives. Well, yes. it's, it's Nintendo playing ball for yeah. one of the first times ever. You always think about Microsoft and Sony, you know, fighting it out over exclusives, and one system gets exclusive GTA DLC and yada yada and all that. And now Nintendo is saying, no, no, we can play this game too. They have a lot of money in the bank, and they're starting to spend it to lock but, up some of those exclusives. But Bayonetta is not a system seller. No, sure. but it does fill a gap in. Wait, like, sure, Nintendo's, think, sure, I'm agreeing with Damon oh. Hatfield, but it's not a system seller. Nintendo's obviously not going to come out with their own Bayonetta. Like, that's not something they're interested in doing. You know, their own first-party software is not going to be like that. So I think they're probably looking to third parties to fill some gaps, you know, I mean, some emirated sure. gaps. You think about this way, right? Like, if the, the, the audience that Bayonetta did... Uh, you know, apply to that people were really excited for, right? When it came, don't give me the eyes. What is that Bayonetta applies to? I'm okay. getting, oh, see, I was noticing this last night in the presidential election that me and uh, the president, Barack Obama, hit. Yeah. Uh, he He's and a I, big fan. Him, him and I share the same thing where we gotta get our wheels spinning. Like, they're like, Mr. President, what do you think? And he'd be like, well, let me, uh, uh, <laughs> let, me my, let me mention my wife first. Is. Yeah, and then he got going, though. He got, he got on the right track. If you're, if you're, see, there you go. Nintendo, Japanese company. You're going to be putting out, you know, the, the games that people are all up in the arms about not coming to Wii. Shigeru Miyamoto that LMFAO broke up. <laughs> Get on the They don't news. even know over there. He's, yeah, he's old. For, I don't know if he's he can handle that. He's waiting for it to come through the yeah. Wii news feed. Yeah. <laughs> the news is like on a boat making its way over there right now. Anyways, I think that's racist. Bayonetta what? is a game that appeals to <laughs> Japanese gamers. And so if you already mm-hmm. are, you know, if, you, if those kind of games appeal to you, maybe you were already looking at the Wii U, you're already in the fence about the Wii U. I'm sure it's an exclusive that they could get cheap too. That they Wait, and, and hold on. Nintendo rescued this game. Like, Nintendo was putting this game out. This is not a thing people knew about. This is like, if I told well, you I that I was... Well, as much as they just made it, right? Or not made it, well, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Well, it wasn't, it, I, didn't, I didn't think it was supposed to happen. Yeah, their, their money well. might be the reason this game's even happening. Sure. Yeah, so sure. if you're mad at them, don't be, because they're the ones that made it happen. It's like saying I'm mad at the sequel I didn't even know was going to happen. Yeah. It's happening. And someone but else is making it. Boo-hoo. Nintendo tried this with the Wii. Uh, Mad World, another Platinum mm-hmm. Games that was exclusive to the Wii. Uh, they had Manhunt. Uh, but Mad World forgot to have a number in the title. Yeah. That was ah, the problem. That is, there, is, there is something to be said for that. Yeah. It was also four hours long. And a and a and black and, and white. an S&M lady. Yeah. It was fun. That uh, game was really strange. And then Kurt Taylor, his thoughts are... Um, he says, I have a PS3. I bought Bayonetta. I loved it. I'm just confused why the sequel will be a Wii U exclusive. It said that Platinum Games <laughs> are developing the game for the next gen... But because the Wii U came out first, they're selling it as an exclusive there for now? Yeah, I mean, it, it is true that if you own one console and you like the game a lot and it moves to a new console, like, you know, that kind of sucks. It's, it's, you got to spend a lot more money to continue enjoying that thing that you enjoyed the first time around. So that's a fair enough concern. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm just at the point now where I, I get all the video game consoles. Yeah, Because me too. I like video games. Well, you're, you're, you're a grown-ass man. Well, yeah. You got a good job here. Well, I mean... paid off left and right to do these articles. Oh, oh yeah. sure, all the time. But, I, I mean, I also feel like this is, a, this is a hobby that has a kind of expensive entry point, and yep. you have to deal with that. And it's like, if you don't like the fact that video games cost $60 and video game consoles cost $300 and you need to buy them to play video games, then you should probably make paper airplanes and throw them around your backyard because that's free. That's your cheap option? Yeah, that's sure. It. You could have said several things, but that's the one you went for. I yeah. Play sports or something. Yeah, there you go. Throw, I, yeah, <laughs> do, throw, do throw a ball against a wall. Use your imagination. Do whatever you want. But Stick I mean, ball. Yeah, don't complain that you need to buy a video game system to play video games because that's how this works. Yeah, I agree. Still business. They, still, they don't owe you anything because no. they put it out there. Yeah. Trying to make the money. Cold you hard it. facts. This is Michael Williams. Okay, it's a good name. He's, he has a question about cross-buy. Okay. Do you have info on cross-buy? I have some. I mean, okay. as much as Sony's let out of the bag, yeah. <laughs> have you heard any news about the cross-buy program for Vita? Can you get the games at retail, or does it have to be on PSN? Do you have to buy PS3 version, or can you get the Vita version? Yeah, he's asking a lot of specifics. Uh, okay. There's been many an article out there from different sites, different people trying to nail this down. 
the general understanding that we have at this moment is that yes, you could buy, well, basically cross-buy, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, things like uh, Sly Cooper 4, uh, Thieves in Time or whatever, is you know, you buy, or PlayStation All-Stars, you buy one version of that game, you get the Vita version for free. They have, I believe, said that you can buy the Vita version and get the PS3 version for free. It, and it, it, what, you would, what it would be is there would be a redemption code inside the box, but since those games will be available digitally, there is talk that yes, if you bought one off of the store, you'd get the other one off the store as well. But in true Sony fashion, we'll have to wait till we're a little bit closer for them to actually nail it down. Similar to when the Vita was like, hey, here's the Vita. Oh, man, that's a really cheap price. Yeah, and then like eight months later, oh, by the way, the memory card is really expensive. Yeah, that's cool. It I wasn't eight months later. Don't bother, don't bother leaving comments. So now, like, are it's the, all wrapped up in that one price. Are the saves transferring over on the yes, fly? Same, See, I mean, that's the fly. pretty much the best thing ever. Yeah, like, that's, it really is. That's amazing. That's like, the promise of the Vita. Yeah. I don't own a Vita yet, but this makes me a lot more interested in one because it's like a little portable PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously, it's a portable PlayStation, but I mean, like a proper. No, no, I totally get what, you, what you're saying. Saying. It's like when you know uh, this is you know a brain uh, you know a brainless decision that you'd think like anybody would make it bonehead moves not to do it right but like the fact that you can't do it with Madden the fact that if you buy Madden it's a different experience on the you yeah. know Vita and you can't transfer your save back and forth and it's like how many times have I been I've been, like since Borderlands came out fell in love with Borderlands 2, been playing the balls off it and it's one of those things all of a sudden I was traveling I was doing this I had really appointments good. I had friends mm-hmm. in town all these things were happening and all I wanted was that ability you had to beam a save yeah. down to a thing and keep going keep beam doing it. it beam it Transfer see like now it. Nintendo's working on the next Smash Brothers it's going to come out in 3DS and Wii U on the same day and I bet you a million dollars they won't even attempt anything like this. Yeah. They'll just be like, no, nah, forget it. We'll let the game that rips us off do it better than us. And it's an interesting thing, right, of like, why didn't they have this ready to go at launch? Yeah. Why isn't this Well, it, it felt thing? like, from the outside, from like a marketing perspective, that's what it looked like we were seeing in all the commercials. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. MLB on the train. Well, MLB, is, MLB is the exception. Okay. MLB could do it. It was the first And that was the game. only game that could do it, right? Yeah. And it wasn't cross-buy. It was, it was that you had to buy both versions of the game. Right. Which right. sucks. And there's a yeah. huge barrier to entry. Yeah. There's been talk of a PS3 Vita bundle? Yeah. I mean that's what it needs, right? Like it's one of those things where the Vita is really cool. I really do like the Vita, but like you know, I was I was flying and I packed it with me out of like you know habit. And on mm-hmm. the plane, I pulled it out and turned it on. I'm like, there's nothing I want to play on this. Put it away. Yeah. Pulled out the iPad and went to reading comics. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things. Like they should have done this right away and had games that were cross by ready to go. And like now it's one of those things where it, it's it's similar to the PSP, right? Where PSP came out. It had a good launch lineup, and everybody's like, there's no games for this thing. This thing's failing. And then it, the, the six-year six tailspin, quoted yep. Craig Harris, Sega. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was game skip at the time. But it's one of those things, <laughs> now they've got to try to overcome that. So even when they start doing this, and Sly Cooper goes back and forth, and PlayStation All-Stars goes back and forth, and you know whatever X, Y, and Z game go back and forth, it's still this thing that they're going to have this hurdle to get over. This is, this is always the plight of the early adopter, though. Sure, for sure, 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 sure. And I mean, I, I still get systems like, I bought a 3DS on launch day, and I was playing Pilot Wings yeah. for yeah, an yeah, afternoon, yeah. and I was like, well, Got nothing back to my iPhone. Yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, they redesigned it. A bunch of more games came out. I play it more often now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're sitting there for six months going, like, what the hell did I do? And see, it life? just seems like it's further than that even for the Vita in this case, right? Because you figure Assassin's Creed Liberation comes out, but, and that looks like a great game, and I'm really excited for it. However, it comes out day and date with Assassin's Creed 3, and it doesn't have any kind yeah. of save trans. Oh, well, I might do something like, uh, you know, yeah, Bloodlines transferred over. Some but unlock, it's not continuing the story on the go right. or whatever. Whereas I, if I, you know, if I'm thinking about it, I put Liberation out three weeks before and get you psyched up for mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 3 and give you some kind of unlock bonus that, yeah, you get for doing it here. And same thing with Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified, right? Like, it's not it's not Black Ops 2. No, and they're, and they're, not, they're not communicating with each other at all. Exactly. Yet. There's no way to move that down and it, forth. It, feel, it feels weird to me to be playing Assassin's Creed 3 on my big television and then pause it to have, like, a much smaller experience with a completely separate game. Yeah. 
Um, that's a different storyline and everything like that, and they don't—they're not really communicating with each other. It's one of those things too that I mean, like you know, we take it for granted that we are money hats and get paid for our reviews mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. But a normal person can't afford to go into GameStop yeah. and be like, "Here's sixty bucks for Assassin's Creed Three, and here's whatever it is, 50, 50 yeah, yeah, for, probably yeah. fifty. I'm not sure on it for Liberation. Mm -hmm. And there are there is a digital bundle right now through uh, PSN. You can get it for it. You know, you can get it at one twenty to get the gold edition Assassin's Creed Three and Liberation all at once. But still, it's like, man. That's so a lot sort of, of but that's part of the reason why they do develop an entirely separate game is to justify that you know fifty dollars. Sure. You know, it's like they. I think they know that Assassin's Creed Three is going to sell itself. I mean, yeah. they're doing oh, a yeah, tremendous yeah. amount of marketing, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that game is going to sell bananas no matter what. But Liberation is sort of the big question mark. Yeah. And so they really want to like if it were like Assassin's Creed Three, but on Vita, like maybe that would be harder. It wouldn't make as much money. People sure. aren't going to be interested in buying that as much. So they do this entire separate story, new voice acting, new. City. I love, 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 love the fact that it's its own thing. That yeah. it's its own story. Me too. I, it looks, it looks fantastic. I just too. think it's silly to put it out and compete against yourself. Yeah. yeah. Why true. are you putting it out on the same day to compete against yourself? Well, I mean, this is this is Ubisoft though. I mean, like they put out they put out like three other flagship games on the same day last year just for themselves. Like they put Rayman up against Assassin's Creed last year. Yeah, that's actually a good point. They've traditionally done that. That's part of the reason that way back, like Beyond Good and Evil, um, some people think that that game bombed a little bit because it launched the same day as Prince of Persia. Yeah, it was it was absolutely sent to die. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember it was it was uh, discounted like weeks later, and Prince of Persia wasn't. It was like, still yeah. selling well. Of course, the counter argument, right, is that Vita install base is so small; it's the hardcore gamer who's going to buy it. No yeah, but what. that's I mean that's such a bullshit chicken and egg thing because it's like the Vita could do better if more games like this came oh, to no, it. Oh no, totally. I, no, and this if is, more this games came to it, then it would do. You know, it's this just is, like this, this big this is vicious what, like, circle. I went to see when I went to preview Madden for the first time. They showed off Vita, and we asked them, "Oh, do the saves go back and forth for this?" And he's like, "No, sorry, you know, we're doing so much with connected careers this year." That we couldn't make it work on Vita, uh -huh. and it was like, okay, well, will you do it next year? And they're like, well, we'll see how the Vita version. Well, that's does. the thing, because everybody, like, oh, no, no <laughs> every, one's gonna buy the Vita version because you're not doing what you want, and then you're not gonna be able to do what you want because nobody bought the Vita exactly. version. Exactly, everybody, everybody's a buck passer. That's the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the other night, I was sleeping in bed with my girlfriend, and we heard a yeah. gunshot. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 we heard a gunshot. It wasn't Niece not that kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we heard a gunshot, and she was like, should we call the cops? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, somebody else might. And then we had this debate, and it was just like, I bet you six people just had this exact same conversation. Yeah, yeah. We're like, now he'll call the cops next door, and he's like, he'll call the cops next door. Nobody calls the fucking cops, no. so Someone's I called the cops outside. He did, yeah. So How I called the cops. Out? They never showed up because we're in San Francisco. There's only five cops in the whole city. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I mean, that's what people need to do on the Vita. People need to call the fucking cops. <laughs> <laughs> Not emergency <But>. number. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually call 911. <laughs> no, yeah. I have an emergency. There's no games for my Vita. I, I don't know why. My, my Madden, I can't take my Bengals career on the road. Um, well, a Vita PS3 bundle would be very cool. To my knowledge, there's never been a bundle like that with a console and a portable that were bundled together. Yeah, surprised yeah. Nintendo yeah, never no. did that. Yeah, with the DS and a Wii together. Well, they always kept their, their stuff pretty much separate. They, they, they even yeah. called them pillars and stuff like that. That's yeah. True. This is Vince Morello. He says, uh, in one of my classes, a student performing an oral Whoa. claimed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am I right? <laughs> claimed that video games cause depression. My question is, do you think it's true? Why or why not? Well, we uh, all know Anthony got you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we got a problem right there. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I would like to cause depression. I know. See, you're not providing the context. What is argument? Your, your oral friends, uh, like, well, yeah, what was his? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, it, it's like anything else, right? Like I wrote a big essay on IGN uh, maybe a month or two ago about how you know if you're not feeling good about your life, you can sort of retreat into the world of video games and not face your problems. For sure. Like, yeah, I love that piece. It's like anything else that you can treat it negatively and go too far with it and sort of not you know retreat into these virtual worlds instead of dealing with the real world. You know, and you can do the same thing with alcohol. You can do the same thing with anything, but it doesn't. 
cause it. I mean, it's a chemical yeah, imbalance no. in your brain, you know? I mean, yeah. I'm, I've, I've played games all my life, and I'm a pretty happy guy. Yeah, I, think yeah, I mean, it, games are supposed to be fun. It's in, it's in the name. I mean, right? yeah, games play with your emotions or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, I definitely know <laughs> that there's people who, like, end the game, and, like, you're sad that it ended the way it did or whatever, and, you know, yeah. like... Yeah, but like, that's, like, somebody dies being sad I, because... I, know, I'm, I don't the, know what his oral argument is. The Lord of the Rings trilogy is over, and we don't have mm -hmm. a new yeah. movie to I mean, I think if someone's feeling... Paranormal Activity 4, if you know what I'm saying, yeah! Throwing down. All over. All up in. Yeah, I mean, it's, like... They, the video games can make you feel isolated. You're in your bedroom playing a game by yourself instead yeah. of out hanging out with friends. Um, sure, I mean that can totally exacerbate a problem that's already there. I think um, you know people need to understand. I don't, think, I don't think they're the cause. I think yeah. they might. You know, they might just There's be something a, else going on there. Yeah. yeah, you need to think about like if you want to play a game. If people are like, let's say there's a party going on on the weekend and you'd rather stay home and play games, like why? Like what's going on in your head that's like causing that behavior? What if what if Party Rock is in the house tonight? That's true. <laughs> Maybe um, never <laughs> forget. <laughs> Maybe pay, play better games too. If they're, <laughs> if they're depressing you. If you're playing some shitty games that depress you, play a better one. Yeah, I wish playing, this Madden career connected with the other Madden. Stop playing Vanquish. Hello, 911. <laughs> <laughs> Still talking, talking smack on Vanquish. Yeah. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Viewers and listeners, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon Hatfield, this is IGN GameScoop, and we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.